Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are starting the week off on a strong note. Tokyo is up nearly 1%. Seoul and Sydney are not far behind with the indices there, trading up about 0.8%. Investors are looking past Japan's latest export number released this morning. Japanese exports fell nearly 5% last month as compared with a year earlier. Investors are also awaiting the release of China's third quarter GDP figures due out in about an hour. Joining me now for a closer look at what is on investors' radars this week is Ryan how was the weekend, Ryan? Oh, it's always a good weekend. How was yours, Michelle? <laughs> uh, full of fun and uh, good food, really. Okay, I, I'm starving this morning, so I'm going to plow through market view as quickly as I can. U.S. markets were relatively flat this week with the exception of tech stocks. Now, while the Nasdaq chalked up a 0.8% gain for the week, the Dow and S&P 500 finished marginally higher. It seems that there are a few things that investors will have their eye on this week. And while the topics are recurring, many of the details are new. So I'm going to run through them with you one by one to find out the latest. Here we go. A stimulus deal to help people affected by the pandemic and boost the U.S. economy. Right, here's what we have. Um, over the weekend, you've got House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Stephen Mnuchin. They've been talking and now Nancy Pelosi has slapped a deadline of 48 hours. So this will end Tuesday. So they have until that time to get a deal done if they want a deal before the U.S. elections because they need the, t- the, the paperwork and the process to play out, and that needs time. So if they want the deal done before the elections, they need to get it done by tomorrow. Otherwise, it is unlikely to happen. Mm, that is a good outcome from an hour-long call on Saturday night that Pelosi had with U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Next up, COVID-19. Okay, so this is a bit of an alarming number. The U.S. has recorded over 70,000 cases in one day for the first time since July. And Looking at some of the states, at least nine states have set single-day case records, and this was on Friday for Wyoming, Minnesota, Wisconsin, West Virginia, many other states as well. So this is pointing to how things may not be as contained as what they were hoping for. Indeed. Over the weekend, the U.S. passed the 8 million mark for known infections, and some hospitals, like in Kansas City, they're turning away ambulances because they just don't have the capacity to take in more patients. Stunning. The U.S. elections. Okay, there are so many headlines around the elections. (laughs) But what this, um, what I've got, that jumps out at me is how Facebook and Instagram have rejected 2.2 million ads that have um, obstructed voting in the upcoming U.S. presidential elections. So they are putting their foot down and being more proactive in the last election. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what caught me, my eye was um, Biden's lead. It looks like markets have factored in a Biden victory. And Biden currently has a double-digit lead in national polls, is leading in many of the key battleground states, although the margins there are smaller. Are you hearing that from your guests as well? Yeah, so that is what I think markets are starting to price in, a clear victory for Biden, even to the extent of a blue wave sweeping across both sides of the house. Uh, that is something they are thinking will help give market certainty and I think China itself is also welcoming that potential scenario. Yeah. And U.S. President Donald Trump told his supporters he may have to leave the country if he loses. I can just see the memes, right? The you're fired memes. Oh, well, I'm not sure if it's going to be a 
know, willing to leave, but we'll see. Yeah. We're also in the midst of earnings season in the US. Now, on this note, a headline on Market Watch caught my eye. Tesla and Netflix, it writes, are, quote, putting their big 2020 gains on the line in the coming week. So Tesla and Netflix, Ryan, are two of the best performers this year. Why are some investors skeptical about the company's upcoming earnings? Yeah, so the context to this is how Netflix has been a beneficiary of the pandemic. People stuck at home, quarantine orders, and people just watching Netflix. So that has seen Netflix's growth really rocket up in recent quarters. Uh, But in the last quarter, they warned that things might slow down because of how things are changing. So for one, you've got the potential for a vaccine or even restrictions being lifted. And that could see a pent-up demand for people to do other things like travel, going outside the house. So people won't be stuck to Netflix as much. Mm. And you also have the saturation in the market that is becoming more heated with competitors going into the space in the form of Disney+, Plus, Amazon, uh, MBS, Apple TV. And the US market itself is already pretty saturated nearly 75% of households have Netflix, so that, or at least some form of streaming. So that is uh, what they are facing in terms of potential growth. And that is the picture for Netflix. So look out for subscriber um, growth numbers to slow down. And if you look at Tesla, they had a rather bold prediction, as always, around how much um, they can sell. And the last number was 500,000 deliveries, half a million. So the market's going to be keeping an eye out to see if they'll be adjusting these projections, if they are still going to be as bullish despite the pandemic, uh, or if they'll be forced to cut prices to meet those targets. So that is part of the um, Tesla uh, story that that will be playing out this week. Good point. Now, more than 80 components of the S&P 500 are going to be reporting earnings this week. So in addition to Tesla and Netflix, I'll be looking out for numbers from Coca-Cola, Southwest Airlines and American Express. Let's turn to China now, where I quickly want to run through two stories with you, Ryan. First, Beijing has enacted new restrictions to curb sensitive exports. That is right. So it's a bit of a tit for tat. Mm. For quite some time, the US has had a blacklist of sorts preventing US suppliers from selling sensitive technology to Chinese, to the Chinese. Um, So this, of course, has been centered around Huawei. And in recent weeks and months, um, TikTok, that has been part of the conversation. But now it seems like China is getting a bit more serious in terms of a tit for tat action. They have come up with their own list of sorts and this will prevent uh, or they have passed a law restricting sensitive exports so this includes technology like AI algorithms um, the likes of drone technology even so this is going to be uh, closely watched to see how this will affect uh, foreign companies in China especially the technology players as well as how this affects the TikTok deal. Yeah, it could make it harder for the tech companies to operate uh, from one country to operate in the other, basically. Uh, Next up, an aviation story. While many airlines are cutting back, the recent surge in Golden Week travel over in China is leading one carrier to buy more planes. It is very interesting how China is almost a different story versus elsewhere because uh, they were the first one in and they were the first one out. So the economy is really showing some signs of bouncing back. And for the airline industry... Uh, it is enjoying a boost in domestic travel. And I think that is one of the drivers behind the reason for China Southern to 
buy more airplanes. So Golden Week was a huge boost for many retailers. And mm-hmm. I think they also saw um, a bit of a rise for travel domestically. So this is something that is, uh, I guess, encouraging for the Chinese airline industry. Indeed. Speaking of China, investors will also have their eyes on China's GDP numbers. The third quarter numbers are due out about 10 a.m. Singapore time. All right, Ryan, how would you like to own a three-story penthouse? How much would you pay for that? How much? <laughs> well, how much do I have? I'm not sure I can afford anything. Right oh, now. he's a cut his coat according to his cloth kind of guy. Well, the Dyson family, best known for their electronics products, they've sold their property at Wallach Residences in Tanjong Pagar for $62 million. That is about $3,000 per square foot. Now, they just bought this three-story penthouse last year. So, Ryan, are they making or losing money on this sale? Okay, I guess uh, it's not a big deal for James Dyson being a billionaire, but he has sold it at a lower price, $62 million versus what he paid early last year, $74 million. So, that is a gap of $12 million. I guess give or take, you know, lose change on him. But it is, um, of course... Wallach Residences, and this is the top three floors of the 64-storey building at Goko Tower, which is the tallest building in Singapore. So quite a prestigious address, but he will still have a home in Singapore because right after he bought this mm-hmm. uh, Wallach Residences um, apartment or penthouse, he then bought a bungalow six months later. So I think that is where you might have a higher chance of finding him if you are looking out for <laughs> to hang out with James Dyson. Thanks. I'll ask him how he feels about paying the additional $5 million as well for the 8% seller stamp duty because he sold within, you know, in the second year of his purchase of that property. All right. Last week was quite a wash for the STI. It finished right where it started. Tiny fraction of a point higher at 25.33. How's this week looking, Ryan? Okay, we are heading into the week with most regional markets on a bounce. We've got the progress on stimulus. You've got the optimism of the upcoming 10 a.m. Chinese GDP data. So that is lifting markets. And you have the STI up 0.5% so far, extending the gains of 0.4% on Friday. And some of the stocks to look out for, Capital DC REIT, it will be joining the STI today, replacing Capital Land Commercial Trust, which will be deleted from the STI Mm -hmm. in preparation for its merger of Capital Land Mall Trust. So looking at Capital DC REIT, it is up by 1% so far this morning, $3.07. And another stock lookout for uh, could be Top Glove. And that is because it is trading ex-dividend today, paying out 8.5 Malaysian cents. And so it's now in the green though by 0.3%, $3.06. And one more stock to look out for is uh, Elite Commercial REIT. It had a trading halt this morning and it has come up with its announcement. It is making its first acquisition since IPO and it will be buying 58 quality UK commercial properties for 212 million pounds. Wow, a lot to look out for. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang, there joining me in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.